welcome to a brand new episode of the Film Cinema Movie Podcast. My name is CP and in this episode of the Film Cinema Movie Podcast, we are going to be talking about Godzilla vs Kong and of course the wider monster verse. Okay, I get it what you're thinking, but dude, the movie released like 3 to 4 weeks ago. You're late. Well, I am not because as you know if you are a regular listener or if you are a newbie then let me tell you about this specific podcast i am not one of those bigger companies with a lot of manpower having a lot of manpower and money and they can go to the very first show first day first show and watch this watch the movie and then just rumble about it on the internet you know what i'm talking about right this film cinema movies is a one man show so we are heavily understaffed for that it's just me doing talking about movies so this show is nothing like your traditional review channel no 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 this is a place for cinema lovers movie lovers cinephiles like myself to talk about movies to talk about general artistic movements in the field of cinema and all of that stuff with other cinephiles or movie lovers which i'm assuming you are since you are listening to me ramble about stuff having said that though the discussion about this movie is coming way too late well that's because i was kind of in a dilemma you see we cinephiles try to pretend that you are very smart that we are artistically educated we don't watch movies we read filmic texts you know that's we like to think ourselves as smart people who can read about the subtext the text the subtext the deeper meaning the lighting the will use of lens why the director did this why the cinematographer did that and all of that that mind boggling stuff and we like to pretend that we understand that and all of that to show that we are very smart and we appreciate the art which we kind of do also but that's not the point the point i'm trying to make is this kind of movies these universe movies these heavily cgi movies these superhero movies all of that stuff we like to think that these are kind of beneath us we try to believe and pretend that we don't like these movies this this is lot of action this is lot of things are happening here which don't have any particular uh, value apart from the basic surface value and there is nothing depth no meaning no none of that stuff that uh, character development all of that you know feisty stuff that people throw at you when you talk to them about films like parasite or you know films like that those academy award winning movies and things like that so that was the kind of mindset i went into with into this movie that oh it's going going to be just monsters fighting big cgi battles and all of that i am just going to watch it and what i really enjoyed it which was really surprising to me because going by the school of thought in cinema that i subscribe to that i come from i should not like this movie but that didn't happen i really loved this movie and i have watched it a few more times and there's i just like the way this film is so why is that so that made me think don't you think people who judge these kinds of movies these monster verse these mcu dcu these kind of films and tell that this is not real cinema i'm not talking about you know martin scorsese and his thing because that's a totally different stuff i'm talking about the people who try to pretend that or who like to pretend that these movies are beneath them i 
that is people like me why do we don't like these why do we pretend to not like these movies is it some because something this is something very new i mean it's not very new but it's kind of new or is there some deep lying cynicism in us well i have come to the conclusion that i guess for us cinema or the art cinema the the beautiful cinema that we fell in love with i think these kinds of movies aren't resembling those cinema, that kind of cinema very much here most of the action while shooting if you see the bts stuff and all of that it's just on green screen and that's something we don't really like because all of this has been created inside a computer most of this at least and that's something which bothers us but i think we need to take a step back and realize that this is the natural evolution of cinema you know if you are aware of about the history of cinema when sound first came into the fore the big production houses of hollywood didn't want that only one of the little with i mean this is a big production house right now but it was a very little new company uh, known as warner brothers which distributed this movie as well they were the first to put sound into the movie so yeah i believe that whenever new technology comes in cinema there is a tendency of the larger public to resist we try to resist it however this is just the natural evolution of cinema like movie went from short films actualities or shooting of real events in real life to shooting inside a studio to shooting on location to shooting on green screen it's just a, an evolution and i guess we have to make a peace with it and to be fair this isn't really that bad or in fact it's really fun to watch but enough of that now let's come to the movie at hand but before i start talking about godzilla versus kong let's just have a brief discussion or let me just share my thoughts about what i feel about the previous movies in the monsterverse godzilla 2014 now this movie had a very compelling human story in fact the monster story wasn't even as big a part of the movie as was the human story you've got the story of a dysfunctional family of a deluded scientist and all of the i mean yes these are some of the tried and tested tropes in monster movies however there was this a family is being separated and at the end the family coming together you have got there's an emotional edge to this family i mean there's an emotional edge to this story you know what these characters are what they have been through what are their motivations in other words you feel connected to these characters you feel or you want these characters to succeed and that's the kind of feeling that your traditional movie goers or cinephiles we long for that kind of uh, story where we can relate to the characters where we want the characters to succeed and all of that so this film did justice to that however on the other side of the spectrum many people complained that they didn't get to see the monsters very well godzilla was sort of teased in this movie you didn't have many godzilla sequences 
we didn't i think we didn't even see the entire full godzilla till the climax of the movie so you can understand that complaint now coming to the kung kung the skull island movie which came out in 2017 let's just before talking about this movie let's just backtrack a little bit you know i mean you don't know of course but king kong movies the previous king kong movies uh i guess in the 2000s or something i don't exactly remember which one but one of those movies was the first ever movie that lil me went to watch in the theater and was awed by the presence of this huge monster on the screen agreed that the back then the cgi wasn't that good however little me wasn't bothered about it just seeing such huge monster on the screen was awe inspiring to me so in that way i kind of related to this movie now enough about me the brie larson and tom hiddleston starred kong the skull island also had a compelling human story yes in here the monster story the story of kong is also given a little bit of background like this is not just a, a rumbling monster just destroying forests and all of that killing people no you have got kind of a back story where you get that kong's parents were killed by these skull crawlers so he has got a personal edge to it he is growing he's you know like you get the idea you have got it's just that i mean this monster is not just a monster he has got a back story you i mean he in fact i'd say that in the monster verse so far kong is the most humane monster ever you can relate to his story and it's kind of fascinating coming to the human story the human story is also very much compelling uh the army general or chief whatever who is very much distraught when the united states decide to withdraw from vietnam and is very i mean he is i mean samuel jackson's character in this movie is very much compelling it has got the conflicts it has got its dark side it is a gray character you know something which we love in our movies and that is all present in this movie along with the cgi battles along with the huge monsters along with the green screen stuff so this is a kind of a best of both worlds kind of thing next comes the 2019's godzilla king of the monsters in this movie the producers decided to listen to what the fans were saying to the previous godzilla movie and ran with it people were complaining that we didn't get to see enough monsters so here i guess majority of the screen time is provided to monsters you've got godzilla you've got ghidorah you've got rodan you've got behemoth and all of the 17 or 18 titans wreaking havoc amazing visuals just breathtaking you know we all have a guilty pleasure which we are not proud about yet enjoy well this movie was for that for me i have watched this movie tens of times and i just can't get enough of it these monsters coming i mean a lit monster literally coming out of a volcano and wreaking havoc ghidorah unfreezing from the ice and breaking the ice and coming out oh my god what a spectacle however in order in the chase for this spectacle the filmmakers decided to sacrifice the human story 
the family the dysfunction family of viera formiga mini bobby brown and and i don't remember the guy's name because like his character was blah anyway the point being made is that central human story in this movie is not given enough time to mature this yes you kind of understand like i feel, i feel that that isn't even enough to relate to these characters as compared to the monster story so as a result it's a very lopsided affair in this movie yes you have got the spectacles yes all of that is very true and very present but you kind of need just enough compelling human story as well because as somebody in a review told that you cannot really relate to these monsters you need to relate to the characters the human characters who are amidst this struggle and you really can't because there is humor but i mean all of the emotions they are trying to portray in the span of time it's just a very hit and miss affair and yes i love this movie in terms of the spectacle however the human story wasn't really anything to ride home about now coming down to the 2021 movie godzilla versus kong which is the title of this episode this movie in terms of the human story and the monster story i feel that this film did enough i mean just the, it just scratched the surface there's you know there's a line in between and one side it is too much monster story and one side it is too much human story well it just manages to touch that line from the most too much monster story side so there is just enough human story to keep us into it first of all let's just go over the plot and then we'll talk more about this particular thing so the story of this starts in skull island something has happened my guess is that after them all of the monsters came out and you know there was certain leak that the monsters are going to skull island to live and not disturb humans and i guess that has led to the storm that was surrounding skull island in kong the skull island movie 2017 movie and that storm just encroached the island and it is in very devastating stage the people the regional people lost their lives and livelihoods and all of that so kong is now inside an enclosure the kong enclosure monarch enclosure inside the skull island whether whether they control the weather and all of that because outside it's just i mean dark storm and all of that is happening this enclosure is like a main man cave for kong he is having fun he is he knows he is inside an enclosure but he isn't aggressive about it there's also this human character a uh, little girl who can't speak or listen he's she's deaf and dumb and she is one of the last ones of the tribe of the traditional people of skull island and she can communicate with kong we will know about that later and then there's this doctor who is kind of her caretaker or something as i said this you don't there is just really enough to know what the story is going you don't really care about these characters and on the other side of thing there's this uh, evil conglomerate apex labs or something who which whose facility in florida is attacked by godzilla after 3 years since the events of the godzilla king of the monsters movie there's this titan conspiracy theorist podcaster who is inside this facility searching evidence about 
about his claim that this apex industry is up to no good when whilst he's investigating godzilla attacks and this dude sees something which he should not see and that that's where we get the first sign of uh oh danger now then there's madison or millie bobby brown who is growing up as a regular united states kid with her having problems with her parents or her dad and she is very much into this podcast and you know the typical hollywood movie a teenage kid with all of those computers in their room with all of those files and research and all of that like really teenage kids are into that in united states i guess now as we know that this movie subscribes to the hollow earth theory so after the attack on apex the higher ups of this company want to go into the hollow earth and they hire a particular scientist for it who has some history with monarch and it's just really pointless anyway so they hire this guy and they take kong to antarctic where there's a and in the way there's a pretty amazing fight sequence with godzilla in on aircraft carriers and all of that you have seen it in the trailer and i can't really describe it because it's a great visual spectacle so they go to antarctic they convince kong to go inside the hole and he goes inside and they take the highly advanced vehicles which are able to withstand the inversion of gravity or something like I mean the science kind of how do these people come up with this so they go inside and kong is inside his in his natural habitat there's a lot of beauty this is a spectacle this is a spectacular place totally created inside a computer i believe and i mean hats off to the guy who imagined this kind of stuff in so intricate detail like kong jumping off of a mountain jump jumping up off of a mountain and the gravity inversing and landing on, on the other side it's just it's something to behold then kong going inside a throne room and sitting in a throne there's a, also an axe which is made up of a material that can absorb godzilla's atomic breath and you know that you get it like i am because see you have heard if you have heard you know that i don't really skim over the plot but this i mean the story isn't really the what we are here for we are here for the fights right so anyway continuing the story kong comes out of the hollow earth with the weapon they he and godzilla have a amazing fight in hong kong then suddenly we get realize what apex is up to they have created mecha godzilla with the skull of king ghidorah however when the power from the whole hollow earth the source of power of all the titans gets to this mecha godzilla which has been created by using the head of king ghidorah of the previous movie so this is how it's supposed to work uh, an operator whose name is sirizawa apparently they do need somebody a japanese person japanese looking person in in the movie title sirizawa to call the monster gojira not godzilla in order to i think there's it's some kind of contractual thing with i mean to the original creators that there, there has to be a japanese character in the movie who calls godzilla gojira because that's the actual name so what has to happen is that this dude has to sit inside one of the skulls of ghidorah and control the monster who has got another skull of ghidorah however when this power reaches the mecha godzilla king ghidorah's consciousness takes over the operator is fried and we have got your typical godzilla versus mecha godzilla fight 
However, here Godzilla and Kong because after the humans uh, save a dying Kong by giving him a shock, he is now supposed to be on Team Godzilla and they both fight Mecha Godzilla. And after that, they make their peace. This sequence is kind of memorable where after defeating Mecha, Kong and Godzilla look at each other and Kong drops his axe. So Godzilla moves away, I mean, turns around and goes his way. That's probably the fastest I've skimmed through the plot of any movie that I've ever watched. You see, this movie isn't really about the characters. You don't need to identify with them. I mean, the characters are just a ploy to move the story forward. We are here for the spectacle. And that is it. Which isn't a bad thing. So, what do I think about this movie? Well, while going to this movie, don't keep your expectations. I don't expect to get a human story that's relatable, that's compelling. Because this is not what this movie does. This movie is a spectacle. It's a visual, audio-visual spectacle. The sounds, the visuals, the action, the monsters, feisty fight between the monsters. That's all this is all about. And that is something this movie does very well. So it picks out what it's... I mean, the director has chosen what this movie wants to be. And he fulfills the promise. He does not tell you that there's going to be a human story and you don't have any indication in the movie as well. You have got a few characters here and there which are compelling, but not... I mean, it's not enough. So that... Because the film isn't going in that direction. This isn't going in the direction in which the first Godzilla movie went or even the Kong movie went. This is going, I mean, somewhere in between Godzilla King of the Monsters and Kong in terms of its narrative. And with this, we have come to the very end of the film cinema movie podcast. This is the time in the episode where I give you my final two cents upon the content that we're reviewing. And for... Godzilla vs Kong movie I am going to review it at watch it right now and while you go to watch this movie don't have any expectations about about a compelling story or anything don't just don't have that like go and watch this movie for what it is because it is what this movie is good at it does really drive the point home that it's good at its CG it's good at its battle it's a spectacle and expect don't expect anything more or anything less from it with that being said i have been cp this is the films and my movie podcast and i will see you very soon in the next episode of the films and my movie podcast